welcome. Pull up a seat, grab a cup, and get ready to share, listen, and learn. This is my favorite coffee story with your host, Aniko Samoji. You'll hear about the stories about coffee itself, the history, health benefits, recipes, and more, along with some personal stories inspired by coffee and the lifestyle. Now, here is Aniko Somoji. Welcome to my favorite coffee story. What an amazing show we have today. And before I introduce our special guest, Jerry James Stone, we have our Anikona Farm moment. So we always love to welcome our listeners all around the world and friends in Ireland and in Asia and Australia and across the U.S. and our friends in Seattle and Los Angeles and Texas and Kansas City even. But our Anikona Farm moment today is sharing with you, we're in the middle of our harvest and we've started picking each and every coffee bean when it's at its ripest here in Kona, right Above Kona Town in Halualoa, Hawaii, the big island of Hawaii. And what's really amazing, a few days ago, the volcano that's been so active for three months has been starting to decrease its activity. So as we've been out in the between the coffee trees, the air has been so clear and we still I think have one fissure going and there's still a little bit of activity over there on the other side of the island but the air has been clean we've been picking coffee the coffee trees have been so vibrant from all the volcanic ash in the air and that that's just been wonderful so we're in the middle of the harvest. We're going to be probably picking for the next few weeks, and we'll keep you updated during our Anikona Farm moments. Now let's talk about recipes and cooking with coffee, the Jerry James Stone way. Our wonderful guest, Jerry James Stone, he's a favorite food blogger, a YouTube chef, co-author of Made with Coffee, a cookbook for coffee lovers, caffeine addicts, and foodies. He's been featured online at People, uh, Today, Huffington Post, BuzzFeed. As a matter of fact, the Sierra Club uh, magazine, in one of their articles in 2015, named Jerry James Stone is one of nine chefs changing the world, you know, in this whole sustainable wide movement. So we'd love to welcome you. Jerry James Stone, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yes. Well, welcome to my favorite coffee story. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. We're so glad you've joined us. Oh, and we have so many fun stories to share, and we can't wait to hear all about the great things you're doing with your food blog and your YouTube videos and all the the wonderful things you're doing in the sustainable food and wine movement. Please share with us, Jerry, some of your growing up days and family times, please. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I mean, that's sort of where my inspiration and my appreciation for cooking came from. Um, I grew up in a household that like to cook. My mom, who is uh, full-blooded Armenian, um, loved to make a lot of, you know, ethnic cuisines. And, um, you know, my dad really liked to eat, so that worked out well. Um, you know, but my whole family really loves to cook. And that's sort of what got me into it, um, or at least gave me the, the initial skill set to get cooking. Um, and when I was uh, in high school, I decided to become a vegetarian. And so I stopped eating meat 
I think it was my junior year of high school. And uh, as a result of that, I kind of got more into cooking myself because I was eating stuff that the rest of the family wasn't eating. And that was a real, um, I mean, I learned a lot about cooking, you know, from my family alone, but that really is where I kind of learned my skill set. And that is an amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's fascinating, Jerry, how you ended up pursuing, though, a software engineering degree at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo, California. Please tell us a little bit about that, how you decided to get into software engineering. You know, I mean, it, it is sort of funny because I, you know, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, I started down that path that, you know, I always had an appreciation for, I was always really good at math. And I wanted to do something that was in that sort of logic, math-based skill set. And, um, you know, I, I liked computers. And, you know, this was sort of, you know, just right before like, everyone had the Internet. So it was still, you know, pretty kind of fun and fascinating. And I, you know, I went to Cal Poly and uh, got my degree there in uh, computer engineering in San Luis Obispo, not too far from where you're hanging out right now. And... Um, you know, I, after college, I ended up working in the industry for about nine years. But uh, I think for me, you know, as much as I love engineering, as much as I still love tech and I appreciate the people that contribute to that community, like for me, I just needed something that was a little bit more social and I needed something that was a little bit more community oriented. And not that software can't be that, but I just really love the, uh, the way food brings people together. It absolutely does. And actually, Jerry, you have a great ability to make it fun and simple and also gourmet at the same time. Uh, it's been really fun to watch your YouTube videos and read your food blog, etc. It's interesting that you worked as a software engineer for all those years. And was that with the Department of Defense by chance? It was, it was actually, yeah. And, and thank you for the compliment on the food stuff. I mean, that's really where I like to focus. I like to show people that, you know, cooking doesn't have to be hard. It, you know, with like, you know, fresh, good ingredients, you can, it can be really simple and it still can be really elegant and gourmet and fun and exciting and it doesn't have to be hard work. Um, but yeah, I, when I uh, got out of college, my first job was with the Department of Defense. I was a contractor um, down in Los Angeles. Um, I was down there for about three years, and then I ended up, came up to the Bay Area for uh, the rest of the run as a software engineer, where I remained as a Department of Defense contractor for the first three years in the Bay Area, too. Eventually kind of got into to web development, but you know, I think um, the thing that pulled me out of working for the Department of Defense and got me into web development is the same thing that got me into food blogging. I was still just trying to find my niche, and I couldn't yeah, I yes. wasn't finding it in software. And um, I had started kind of blogging on the side um, about the like environmental uh, politics and other environmental issues um, while I was also doing software during the day. So nights and weekends, I was a blogger. And I, you know, landed, I was fortunate, I landed up at uh, Discovery Channel blogging for them. A specialist and marketing manager and did a variety of things for Discovery Channel. I, I thought it was so interesting that you worked on projects like Mythbusters and Shark Week and Animal Planet and Tree Hugger. Share with us some of your experiences working at Dis Discovery Channel, please. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when I was at Discovery, um, I think, you know, I was fortunate. I was there for about five years, and that's what really kind of gave me 
the opportunity to figure, <laughs> discover, if you will, <laughs> um, yes. what, you know, re- re- resonated with me. Um, you know, I, I started out um, working for the property tree hugger, which was, you know, environmental based as just as it sounds. And, you know, um, from there began working with other properties like Animal Planet and, and whatnot. And um, towards the end of my run there, um, you know, I was working with the editors and they had asked me what I wanted to, to work on. And I wanted to start a sustainable food and wine blog as part of Tree Hugger. And so I started, because this was sort of like when, you know, organic food was kind of in its infancy a little bit. It was like okay. still pretty niche and you know, and um, the one thing that's really great about wine as a form of like, you know, the organic movement is a lot of, there are a lot of wineries that sort of farm that way because they're farming a monoculture, right? Just kind of like you do with coffee, right? So they have right. to really think about the larger impact of what they're farming and, you know, how to make that sustainable only benefits them. But the thing was with all of the sustainable stuff that was happening, there was a lot of really bad organic wines on the market. So a lot of, a lot of wineries were farming this way and producing their wine this way, but they didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want, they didn't want to put it on their label. They didn't want to be, you know, they're sort of in the closet about being organic. And so I really wanted to bring that forward. And you certainly did. I thought it was wonderful that when you started your food blog, Cooking Stone, I guess around May 2012, you, you brought yep. together some delicious recipes that were vegan and vegetarian, and I love how you focus on planet-friendly eating and sustainability, and we already mentioned how it also is really delicious and gourmet. What, what is it like being editor-in-chief of that food blog, Jerry? Well, it, honestly, in like one word, it's hard. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really know what I'm always doing being like, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I started it sort of accidentally. I was, um, I was still at Discovery Channel and um, a good friend of mine, uh, Chris Weinberner, who he had gotten a job at YouTube and he reached out to me. He's like, hey, you're doing these recipes at Discovery. Why don't you start a YouTube channel? And this is kind of, you know, there was definitely food bloggers on YouTube, but this was a little bit before, you know, it, it was it was not as big as it is now, right? And so, right. Um, I uh, I kind of put up a fight. <laughs> I didn't win, but I put up a little bit of a fight about doing it because I never had videoed anything before. I had only, you know, I was still pretty um, new at all this stuff, and I called it Cooking Stone because I never planned for it to do, to be anything. I just was like, oh, that's a fun play on my name, <laughs> and you know, I wasn't really taking it seriously, and. You know, I thought, like, I can, you know, do this and just kind of have fun with it. And, you know, and then it just kind of kept blowing up and going. And then, you know, like a few years ago, I changed the name of it just to my actual name because I got tired of explaining that it wasn't about pot, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's been great. You know, I mean, I I really, it's it's great because, you know, I get people who, um, like I said, I, I really love creating, you know, easy, accessible recipes that people can enjoy. But I get people who reach out to me because, you know, like stuff that I've done is now part of their, you know, every holiday meal or it's something that they have regularly. Or, you know, I had um, one uh, fan who told me, you know, like her dad was, you know, uh, diagnosed with cancer and had to change his eating habits. And she was using my blog fairly exclusively to cook him things that he would eat, you know, 
that he would actually like that were like within the realm of what the doctor ordered, you know, and you get those stories and it's just really, really touching. And you feel like, okay, like, you know, I just really want to keep contributing to this community, even though I don't really know what I'm doing. (laughs) No, and you really have. And I have to say, Jerry, that your YouTube videos, and I know some of them have, millions and millions of views and congratulations to you you know your your youtube video as well as your blog what's really amazing only a very quick recipe that's easy to do just about anyone can do it but you do it in a way that's positive and fun and the way you describe it is really genuine and i i think that that really you connect with with people who are just trying to kind of find their way with cooking as well as people who have been cooking for a long time. And so your millions and millions and millions of views, I think is indicative (laughs) of your wonderful style. And also it just takes a couple minutes and you already have a great recipe. And so I think you've really come up with a great way to describe your recipes. I, I think it's been also so amazing that you've been partnering with Whole Foods on various projects. Please share with that with us about that. Yeah, definitely. So um, the funny thing about having a food blog is the question that you you get asked a lot is, you know, if people like you, that is, do you have a cookbook? And, you know, I mean, I didn't really even plan on having a blog, so I never planned on having a cookbook. And... Um, a few, like a year into having the blog, I decided I was going to do one, but I really wanted to, I really wanted it to be community based because I feel that's the power of food. Like, you know, farmers, like people who eat, it's, it's all about community. And yes. I feel that's really where food comes into play. And so I had want, I decided to do a Kickstarter. I kickstarted my first cookbook. I actually kickstarted both of them, but so I kickstarted the book. And, you know, it really sort of resonated with Whole Foods. And I had done some uh, recipe development for them kind of on and off um, over the years. And we kind of partnered up and I did my first book tour with them, which was really great. We kind of just, you know, we toured all of through California. And um, it was just really wonderful to meet people who were fans of the blog and fans of the book and then also fans of Whole Foods, you know, because, I mean, at that time, this is sort of, this is definitely like pre-Amazon um, the energy and the community that worked at the, at those stores was just really inspiring. Absolutely, Jerry. And your recipes and your blog and your YouTube videos are so inspiring for all of us. And when we come back after, after the break, listeners, we're going to talk a little bit more with Jerry James Stone, who's a favorite food blogger, YouTube chef, and co-author of Made with Coffee, a cookbook for coffee lovers, caffeine addicts, and foodies. We're going to talk a little bit more about his current projects and also a little bit more about launching some projects with Twitter right after the break. So listeners, please join us. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, 
You're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So, from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private, personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You're listening to my favorite coffee story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to my favorite coffee story. We're having such a nice time with Jerry James Stone. He's a favorite food blogger, YouTube chef co-author of Made with Coffee, a cookbook, and also he's been featured online at People Today, Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, and we're talking about recipes and cooking with coffee, the Jerry James Stone way, and we're just going to ask Jerry about some of his current projects. He he has quite a following on social media, Grow growing to over 600,000 fans and more. And he's been recently partnering with Twitter. Tell us, please, Jerry, about your current project that you're doing with Twitter. Yeah, you know, I've sort of been, um, well, just kind of at the beginning of it, I'm a big fan of social media. I think that the capacity that it has, the way that it can connect people is just so powerful and, you know, and we, you know, it can be, it's like anything, it can be good or bad, but um, I really do believe in the goodness of social media and the impact yes. it can have. And one of the things that as it started to kind of come onto the social media scene was live streaming. And when that was available, I kind of jumped on that like pretty early on because I thought, what a wonderful way to teach people to cook. I mean, the thing that's great about a YouTube video is, you know, I'm showing people how to make something in three to five minutes, but there's very few meals that you can really make in three to five minutes. And so, you know, live streaming, right? So live streaming is wonderful because not only do you get to really show people the full extent of cooking something, but a lot of times I don't know what people who are watching don't know. So I, I can make assumptions based on, you know, 
their cooking skill level, but I don't really know until they ask me a question or tell me. And live streaming really provides that. It's, you know, it gives them the opportunity to really be a teacher and show them how to cook and, you know, for them to ask questions about things that I might not even thought of, you know, and sometimes I don't even have the answer, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but I really embrace, you know, what was that? I was just wondering, what are some of those questions, Jerry, that you've received that sometimes kind of surprise you? Oh, man, um, you're going to stump me on that one. Um, you know, it's, it's, both, it's, it's basically, you know, I mean, as someone that cooks a lot, you kind of get to this assumed level of, you know, cooking skill. And when I make a video, I'm kind of trying to think within that realm. And, uh, you know, some people weren't like me. They didn't grow up in households that cooked a lot, right? So right. there's simple things like, you know, they don't know, like if you, you know, if you have a steel, a stainless steel pan, pot that you're boiling water in for cooking pasta, that you have to wait for the water to boil before you add the salt or it could ruin your pan. Those stuff like that, you know, so there's just little things that um, I sort of assume sometimes and I'm not always correct. <laughs> and, right. you know, so I started started using live streaming as a way to really you know, just have a deeper connection with the people that are interested in what I'm doing, but also to try to answer their questions. And, you know, um, and I, I was doing it both on Facebook and Twitter, um, you know, but Twitter really embraced it. I mean, they really do embrace live streaming in a way that I think other platforms just have not. And we kind of started partnering together and I was doing, you know, uh, various cooking shows like every now and then. And then uh, earlier this year, we partnered up and they created a, a cooking channel on their app Periscope for me. And um, the way that that works is anytime I go and do a live stream, it doesn't just go out to people that follow me, but it actually goes out and people who are just interested in food and cooking will also be able to discover it. And it just gives me the chance to really, you know, teach more people to cook, which I love. That's fantastic, and what a great way to also have that community feel there with Twitter launching its first you know, curated Periscope channel on cooking, and you're certainly bringing that, that cooking community together, which has been fantastic. When you develop your recipes, Jerry, how do you do that? Describe how that goes about your kitchen, development kitchen. Yeah, you know, it starts from a few different places. I mean, sometimes it's really about, you know, substitution. Maybe I'm trying to provide people who are maybe eating vegan um, a way to enjoy, you know, cheese lasagna or something like that. So sometimes right. it's really it's more about substitution. Sometimes it's just about having fun. It's a boozy popsicle or, or <laughs> you know, um, in the case of the cookbook made with coffee, you know, obviously everything around that was about, you know, using coffee, which was, you know, fun and also very, very difficult because coffee as an ingredient, you know, as a cooking ingredient is not something that a lot of people have done. And so, you know, while I'm pretty secure in like how basil is going to affect a recipe, I don't always know how a certain coffee is going to affect a recipe. And so the recipe development on that was painful at times, but the end result was always rewarding. 
That's fun. We can just picture you there developing your recipes. And you not only are developing your recipes, you also do food photography. And of course, you do those YouTube, the YouTube content and all those videos. And we just talked about yeah. the live streams. And, and one thing that's so consistent with all that you do, as we talked a little bit earlier, Jerry, is about that fun element and the positive element that you bring into your cooking videos, like the music. <laughs> Tell us how <laughs> yeah. you were inspired with, with your music, because I, I do think it adds really fun background. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I really like it. You know, I mean, every now and then I feel like changing it up because I've now been using it for six years. And then I kind of go, well, I still kind of like it. And I just don't, I don't do anything about it. But um, it is, a, it is a lot of fun. And I, I I chose that music because it just, you know, with my mom being Armenian, it just sort of had this like ethnic feel to it that was very familiar. And I was like, oh, it kind of fits, you know, and so, um, so I'm glad that you like it. <laughs> I, I think everyone likes it and it does bring this just really fun <laughs> feel. And of course, how you integrate tidbits about, you know, what your cat is doing now and then, your cat Minx. <laughs> uh, please share with us about Minx, your cat. Yeah, she's, she's great. She's, you know, she's just a couple years old now. Um, she's still very, very, very much a kitten in her behavior. Um, but she's, she's a wonderful cat. I, um, my last cat had passed a few years ago and it took me a while to kind of warm up to like wanting a pet again. You know, I, I knew that I yes. wanted one, but I didn't want to just run out and get one, you know? Um, and, you know, she took me a little while to find, but she's, you know, she's just a great, she's a great kitty. She, um, each day she just kind of, she surprises me to be honest, you know, like I was recently, um, in New York, I was, um, judging and uh, not judging a food show, but I was at, at the fancy food show in New York and I, so I'd been there for quite a while and I came back and she was just been, must've been missing me something like crazy. And she, I was wandering around the bed and I guess just not giving her enough attention. And she like literally jumped I was probably at least four feet away from the bed and she jumped literally at me and just like locked onto my chest you know <laughs> just like you know <laughs> it That's... hurt but it was also really cute <laughs> oh I can imagine but she she's so fun when we get glimpses of her in your photographs and in your videos and and uh, she has a lot of personality which is great how would you describe yep. Jerry some of your favorite parts of doing cooking demos like on local tv good day Sacramento you know um that, that's actually a, a lot they're a lot of fun you know I mean I was um when I kind of moved back home I grew up here in Sacramento and when I moved back home I asked my mom where I should go on tv if I wanted to do cooking demos because I hadn't done that yet I'd only done my YouTube channel and I really wanted to kind of push myself to be more on camera and you know there's a difference between filming your own stuff and like being on a studio obviously and my mom was like, hit up Tina Makua. She's the one you need to talk to. So I hit her up on Twitter and she was like, come on down. Let's cook some stuff, you know? And, and it was, it's, it's great. It's really great. You know, it, it's, it's just a different experience. You know, like you're really kind of, um, you, you lose because you're on TV, you lose that interaction that you get with like the internet stuff, you know, whether YouTube comments or a live stream, but, um, you know, more often than not, if I do a cooking demo on Good Day Sacramento, someone will see me at a store afterwards and, you know, talk to me about food and stuff like that. So it's always wonderful. That is so fun. And I thought we could share maybe with our listeners 
your favorite recipes and most popular recipes. You do so many delicious ones from from brownies to ice cream to French onion soup, uh, chili, hollandaise sauce, even lasagna. Share with us a little bit about the black bean brownie recipe with coffee. Yeah, you know, that's actually one of the, um, so that recipe uh, is one of the earlier recipes that I developed when I was, when I was living in San Francisco and I was living around the corner from Phil's Coffee, which is um, who I kind of do the this partnership with, with the book. Um, and I used to go there and drink coffee all the time. And I really wanted to start exploring some uh, ways to cook with coffee. And um, the thing that's really great about the sort of black bean brownie thing is that, you know, if you're gluten-free, you know, obviously you're, it's much more, uh, it's, a, it's an easy recipe to make. It's not too difficult. It's a little weird, <laughs> obviously, with the black beans. But I think that um, it's almost, it's somewhere between a brownie and a souffle, you know, in, in its texture. And I think that the thing that's really fun about it is it sort of gets people outside the box a little bit. Because I think, like, when I made that recipe, a, uh, a good, uh, my, sorry, my cousin was visiting me in San Francisco, and she's a total chocolate-holic. And so I figured this is the perfect person to test this on because she likes things a certain way. She likes pretty simple things, and this is definitely not, you know, it's a recipe that's out of the ordinary, but she loved it a lot. And I, I took that as a, you know, check mark the job well done. Oh, definitely. It's an incredible recipe. And what I also really think is fun is that you talk about how you can use coffee, whether it's using the fresh coffee grounds, like for a meatloaf seasoning or a, a rub, or brewed coffee for maybe marinades, or maybe even yeah. reusing the coffee grounds, which is, I think, a fantastic way to help, you know, against food waste. Please share with us some of the some of the inspiration behind the Made with Coffee cookbook that you co-authored. Yeah, you know, I mean, it really was, um, so it was living in San Francisco and living around the corner from Phil's Coffee, and I just would go there. I was highly caffeinated. This is when I was working at Discovery Channel, and so I was blogging, and I was on the writer's schedule, right? So that means you're kind of up all night, and you're heavily caffeinated, and I would, I would just kind of, I lived off their coffee, and I really, when I had the opportunity to start creating recipes, um, I really like the idea of just using things that people aren't used to in the kitchen. I love exploring that op- that thing with ingredients, and you know, kind of coming back to what you're saying about food waste. For example, you know, with a can of chickpeas, you can use the brine to make a lot of different vegan recipes. You know, so it's just okay. you know, it's another way to use up something that people typically just throw away. And I love that aspect of it. And coffee, and I think like with made with coffee part of that inspiration was to get people thinking about stuff that you use in one way, you know, typically like you just filtered water through ground up coffee beans to have a nice cup of Joe, but to think about it in a different, completely different way. And, you know, whether it's making a French onion soup with brewed coffee as the broth or whether you're using, um, uh, coffee grounds that have already been brewed and you can, you know, lay those out on a baking sheet and dry them out and then grind them up and use it to like, you know, um, as an addition to make like a pasta or you can add it to, you know, baked goods. There's so many different ways just to use up those beans both before you brew the coffee and after. And I think that 
this book in particularly, like both with me and also with Casey, uh, who's the other author, like really showcases that. And it does. And I think for our listeners, if if they are, they're probably sounding, if this is like sounding so inspirational to them, they can certainly take a look at your your wonderful coffee or cooking with coffee book and, and look at all the great suggestions and ways to use coffee and recipes that people really didn't think about. And that I can imagine would be available either through Amazon or they can look online. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's definitely available on Amazon. Um, if you want a signed copy, you can get it on Etsy and is actually also currently available in Costco here in California. That's great. And even for our listeners, you know, you wrote a great article about cooking with coffee in the last Costco magazine. I guess it was in August. Yes, yes really brought yeah. cooking with coffee to life so so that was <laughs> that turned out great thank you thank so you yeah they I guess, had, um i i'm oh, sorry go on go ahead please oh i was just going to say that I, yeah i had written a few recipes and articles for them before and they had reached out to me earlier this year and they wanted to do something around coffee and i was like perfect timing <laughs> so which is great. And I'm curious for our listeners, you know, you've written other cookbooks too, like, you know, cooking during the holidays or getting some good vegan and vegetarian ideas. Do you have any future cookbooks in mind coming up? Well, I have, it's sort of not a cookbook, but it's sort of a cookbook. So I'm currently working on a comic book cookbook. And it's going to be really geared towards getting kids to cook. And the idea behind it is um, it's going to be like a quarterly comic book where, uh, you know, superheroes and all that stuff. And like, it's going to have, you know, a food narrative, but also kid friendly recipes and food based activities with the idea of just kind of, this sort of comes back to the live streaming aspect. And I was talking about, like, I don't really know what people don't know. And I was thinking like, how can I, help educate people sooner, you know? And so I really wanted to get in front of kids and like teach them some of the things that I loved about learning to cook when I was growing up. But I also really love superheroes. So I wanted to add that part too. <laughs> oh, well, that's going to be a great combination. And I, I think it's special how you also mentioned you were so inspired by your family and how you all cooked together. What was the key thing that you learned from your mom in, in the whole cooking process? Um, <laughs> honestly, I want to say like to not eat her cake before she frosted it. Cause I used to always get in trouble for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> was it a chocolate cake by chance? Yeah, it was a chocolate cake. <laughs> okay. Okay. That is just so fun. Well, before we go to break, <laughs> Jerry, we'd love to ask you uh, about maybe some of your upcoming projects, future projects. You hinted about your fun future cookbook. Are there some future projects you'd like to share with us? You know, right now, the comic book is the next big thing. I'm really trying to pour all of my energy into that because, you know, just like, you know, a few years ago when I wrote my first cookbook, this is the first time I've ever written a comic book also that's a cookbook. So it's it's sort of all-encompassing. So it's taking everything I have. <laughs> Who is your superhero that you're going to be featuring or one of them? I mean, it's sort of, they're all original characters that I've been working with this illustrator to design. So, you know, they're kind of 
they're kind of, you know, I guess based on my age, they're kind of based in the classic kind of 70s and 80s style of superheroes. You know, they're, um, you know, got a little bit of everything for everyone. There's, you know, cute little furry characters from, and also giant lizard-like characters. Hopefully it'll be really visual and fun and kids will really dig it. Jerry, I think they're going to love it. And what a great idea. And we wish you well with that project. And when we come back after the break, listeners, we're going to talk with Jerry James Stone. He's a food blogger, a chef, and also co-author of Made with Coffee Cookbook. We're going to ask Jerry about some of his favorite things he likes to do when he's not working on his food blog, as well as some of his, his upcoming travels. So please join us right after the break. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So, from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to my favorite coffee story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to My Favorite Coffee Story. We're so glad you're with us, and we've been chatting with Jerry James Stone. He is a great food blogger, YouTube chef, and co-author of Made with Coffee Cookbook for Coffee Lovers, Caffeine Addicts, and Foodies. So we're talking about recipes and cooking with coffee, the Jerry James Stone way. And we're going to ask Jerry about his recent visit to the YouTube studios to film some of his upcoming videos. And he's actually reached... Close to 100,000 subscribers, which is just fantastic. Jerry, share with us how your YouTube visit went. You know, it was, it's always wonderful to be down there. So at the YouTube studios, um, I, they have a bunch of studios throughout the world, but I go down to the LA one and um, it's just, you know, you're just inspired. You know, you're surrounded by other creators who are getting their hands dirty, just making really wonderful content for people to absorb and consume. And 
um, you know, I, I always like to go down there and do stuff. And we've, they've sort of reached out to me a few times to come down there, but they don't have a they don't have a studio kitchen. So for me to go down and film, I have to be really creative. <laughs> yes. Well, it sounds like it went really well. And congratulations on all your subscribers. And you definitely pulled together a great cooking community, as you were saying initially in the show. Are there any other upcoming travels that, that you have planned? Well, I'll probably try to go back down to YouTube again later this year. That's all. Like I, now that I've kind of figured out what I can film there, it, it's, it's, a, it's a lot like backpacking, right? So you don't, have, I don't yes. have a kitchen or a refrigerator or a stove or anything. So I kind of have to figure out, you know, what I can go down there and do. But I'm, I'm looking forward to, to doing some, uh, some cocktail recipes down there at YouTube. My first book was on cocktails, and I haven't really visited them as much as I had, you know, since I made that cookbook. So I'm looking to kind of go down there and, you know, have a nice reunion with making some uh, handmade cocktails. What a great idea. Please share with us one of your favorite cocktails that you've developed. You know, I, there's this one that I made that um, it's, it's, it's a favorite because it's just fun. It's also a little unique. It's also very dangerous <laughs> as far as like, it's just really easy to drink. Um, but it's a roasted grapefruit cocktail where I use kind of a, a basil simple syrup. And it's just, you know, uh, roasted grapefruit, tequila, uh, basil, just all the flavors are just really vibrant and fun. And it's just shiny and summery. So even like in the winter when grapefruit's in season, it's a great drink. It sounds very festive, too, even during the holidays. How fun. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that, Jerry. So we've talked about how you do your food blog, how you do your YouTube videos, you develop recipes, you're written and you're writing cookbooks, and you're partnering with Whole Foods Market as well as with Twitter. And I'm curious for our listeners, if you were to describe, like, what are your favorite things about what you do? You know, it really comes down to meeting people, you know, um, meeting people, whether they uh, have tried a recipe or not, or whether they just want to talk about food. Like anytime I do a live stream, I try to encourage people to reach out to me on Twitter if they want to just discuss recipes or cooking or community around food. I love that part of it the most. Um, It's really sort of what gives me my fire is just meeting people who are really into connecting and building communities and who also just really love to eat. (laughs) Oh, that's, that's, I can see why the Sierra Club magazine in 2015 wrote that article and named you as one of the nine chefs changing the world as you've pulled together this wonderful food community while also focusing on food that is simple, gourmet, uh, and, and fun to do, and also, you know, good for our planet. And so we're really grateful to you for doing that. When you're not doing your food blogging and and all the things that you do, what are some of your favorite things you like to do or hobbies, Jerry? Uh, You know, I mean, (laughs) I love, um, I I like board games a lot. So I like to have friends over and play board games. That's one of my my favorite ways just to kind of unwind and enjoy people, but also not be cooking. Yes. (laughs) Um, I, yeah, I, I definitely enjoy that a lot. You know, I, I'm also a bit of a political junkie, so I'm always reading the news. I'm always 
on Twitter. Um, you know, I, I love that sort of stuff. Um, that kind of gets, gets me going. Um, and you know, sometimes it's just, you know, binge watching something on Netflix. (laughs) Yes. And all the things that you're working on it, how are you enjoying living in the San Francisco area in Sacramento, California? Please share with us what that's like living in Sacramento. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, I grew up here. Um, so I wasn't sure how it was going to be moving back. I had, I had some hesitation, you know, you like you go back home, what's that like? But it's actually been really great. You know, I, I've been away for, for about 20 years and the, the city's kind of grown up and it has a lot to offer and it's sort of like transformed a bit. It's, you know, it's kind of become this farm to fork area because so much of, I mean, California grows like 40% of the produce that we enjoy throughout the United States. And wow. a lot of that is grown in the Sacramento area. <laughs> so, you know, like the Central Valley area and also, you know, but so it's just really kind of nice being back here and being around those communities. And, you know, there's, there's now great things to eat and fun things to do. Yes. And might you actually know some of the farmers there in Sacramento? I'm, I'm slowly getting to know them. <laughs> I, I have like a handful of friends that have, they're not quite farmers, but they have a very ambitious home gardens. And so they often give yes. me things that I make recipes with. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful, which is great. And you had mentioned you have a favorite San Francisco coffee cafe, Phil's. Might you have a favorite yeah. one there in Sacramento that you'd like to share? Well, you know, they just opened up a Phil's about a year ago. So now I'm oh. set. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, yeah. Yeah. So they they must <laughs> so, know you pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was perfect timing. <laughs> perfect timing. So when you are maybe doing social media, do you tend to do that at home or actually in a cafe or how do you get inspired to do your social media? You know, I mean it's just I mean I guess I'm probably I'm probably a phone addict. I'm always on my phone, you know, but I like reaching out and communicating and talking to people. So that's why I tell people to hit me up when I do a live stream because if you want to talk food, I'm 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 probably going to be there checking Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, <laughs> all that you do, it's amazing what you accomplish in your one in in the day. And I'm I'm wondering for our listeners how would you share, like, how you balance your time, Jerry? I don't know if I actually do, but <laughs> <laughs> here's what I would say is, you know, I think it's really important to just find something that you love because if you love it, it never feels like work. And it's just really easy to do. And that's, I think, the part that works for me. And that is a great way to describe it. And it's so inspiring. And I think for our listeners, uh, they're very grateful to you in sharing that because I, I do think you're right. And I, you have found as you ventured from software engineering and you're still yeah. doing some social media and now you, and you always love to cook and bring people together over a good meal and you know bring together community over food. You're really pursuing what you love to do, and I think that's very inspiring, Jerry. Uh, what you. would be? How would you describe some of then your dreams as you're embarking on this food blogging, YouTube video uh, cookbook journey? You know, I just want to. 
I'm really happy with how everything's going. I just want to keep growing and, uh, you know, expanding into different formats. Like I, you know, I never thought that I would be a YouTuber and I never thought that I would be a cookbook author. And I definitely never thought that I would be a comic book writer. And so I feel like, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to just follow where the path leads me and not try to force it too much. And so, um, I don't know if I, if I could say like, definitely what it should be, but I'm open to where it takes me. And, you know, I think that your videos really also reflect that easy style, as I mentioned, positive and, and just kind of free flowing. And I love how genuine you are in your videos. And so, so I, I'm looking forward to your, your comic book cookbook when do you think (laughs) that might be coming out i'm hoping so it's going to be like a regular series so it'll be like a quarterly magazine type thing and i'm hoping to launch that early next year oh great well we wish you well with that learning (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much yeah i need it i've learned there's so many things i just don't know in that in that spectrum that um you know each day i it's a few steps back as i learn new things but um I, i think that you know, kids have such a great level of curiosity, and I think that making cooking fun for them and making it exciting is um, is going to be really interesting. It will be interesting, Jerry, and also I think kids sometimes have limited menus and sort of a limited idea of sort of what food entails, and I think you're going to broaden their horizons. What do you think might be a recipe that is not a typical, you know, kid's recipe? As far as, like, something I think that they would enjoy? Yes. Oh, gosh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm still kind of learning that. Like, I'm, that's the part I, I've sort of, I've been procrastinating on that part of it because I have, I know that there's recipes on my site that kids have liked, and I, um, but you know, that's still, that's still part of the newness of this whole adventure that, um, I don't quite have nailed down yet, <laughs> which is why it's, it's coming out next year and not anytime soon. <laughs> yes. Well, it's going to come together. I just know it. And I think all your recipes, because they're simple and gourmet can really be applicable to pretty much, you know, any type of eater or age group. So it'll be fun to see your new cookbook and all the great recipes you have in there and also the fun comics that you weave through there. So that'll be really great. Before we close, Jerry, and this has been so much fun sharing about your personal stories and how you ended up getting into more into food, what would be some words of wisdom for our listeners around the world uh, that you would share with them? We talked about certainly do what you love, but also a little bit more about, you know, if someone were considering software engineering uh, or social media or becoming a chef, what would you recommend? You know, I, I feel I would recommend not overthinking it and just diving in. I feel at least with myself early on and, you know, friends that I have that talk to me about the things that they want to do, it's really easy to kind of get in our own head and just not like give it a go. And I think that 
you know, when you just sort of dive in, even though you don't have all the answers or, you know, all the information, you it's hard to know what you don't know until you do it. And so I think just by doing it, you're going to learn so much not about like the thing, not just the thing that you want to do, but also about yourself. And those lessons are so valuable. And so well put. And thank you for sharing that, Jerry, because that is really inspiring. And I think if someone embarks on something like a career of software engineering or social media or becoming a chef, you know, diving in definitely helps you understand like you said, a little bit about yourself as well as, yeah. you know, whether or not you want to pursue that as um, a long-term career. So thank you for sharing that. That was so inspiring. And yeah, as we as we have been chatting with Jerry James Stone, who's a favorite food blogger and YouTube chef, we have loved hearing about your recipes and cooking with coffee. So that's been really so wonderful to hear some of those coffee recipes. You've really had fun ways to cook with coffee. And I love the Jerry James Stone way. So thank you so much for sharing with us, for being with us on My Favorite Coffee Story. Definitely, you've been such an inspiring guest. So it's been an honor to have you, Jerry. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. And, of course, to our listeners, we thank you for joining us today on My Favorite Coffee Story. We always love sharing life stories and life journeys with some fun favorite coffee stories woven in in between. And also, I thought it was really fun that we learned a lot about the importance of sustainable food and wine for our planet from Jerry James Stone. So thank you for joining us today and talking about recipes and cooking with coffee the Jerry James Stone way. And of course, if you'd like to visit uh, anikona.com for the Anikona gift, we'd love for you to do that. And questions, we love continuing the conversation. You can always send emails, orders at anikona.com. It's been wonderful to be together on My Favorite Coffee Story. We look forward to being together next week on another show. In the meantime, we wish you a wonderful aloha. Thank you for taking an hour out of your busy week to join us on My Favorite Coffee Story. Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Aniko Samoji, next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we hope you'll have a relaxing week.